0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You're listening to Stage Door Podcast, the podcast celebrating theater and creativity from on-stage mishaps to career-defining moments. Hosted
1: by Thespians, myself, Tori, and co-host Eliza. Fortnightly, we will bring you industry professional guests, deep dives, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. We are back today, joined by our lovely third podcast member, Gareth, for another deep dive, but... Before we get started though, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and the Tabal people of Yugera, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live, and record, and recognize their continuing connection to land, water, and community. We pay respect to Elders past, present,
0: and emerging. Today's deep dive has been frequently requested by our audience, and we're finally tackling it. So let's kick off 2022 off with a look at the Broadway smash hit, Mean Girls. Based on the 2004 film written by, of course, the one and only Tina Fey, Mean Girls follows the life of Katie Heron, a recent transfer student to Northwestern High School after being homeschooled in Kenya for her entire life. And the social qualms and pitfalls she finds herself in.
1: Surrounded by people of her own age for the first time and knowing nothing about the ins and outs of being cool, Katie quickly finds herself torn between two friend groups. Surrounded by people her own age for the first time and knowing nothing about the ins and outs of being cool, Katie quickly finds herself torn between two friend groups, social misfits, Janice and Damien, and the unattainable popularity that is the Plastics. Karen Gretchen and Regina George, navigating popularity, friendship, love and maths. Katie learns quickly that the wild safari that is a Chicago high school is just as wild and dangerous as anything she ever saw in Kenya.
2: Beginning development in 2013, the musical officially premiered on Broadway in 2017 and played its final performance in 2020 due to the COVID pandemic. The musical combines book by Tina Fey, music by Jeff Richmond, lyrics by Nell Benjamin, and direction and choreography by Casey Nicolor The show was nominated for a total of 12 awards at the 2018 Tonys, but did not manage to win any, being beaten in most categories by The Band's Visit, and in one by Spongebob.
0: Really? Didn't realise Spongebob. Yeah. Go Spongebob. Yeah,
2: Spongebob was up for a bunch of Tonys that year. It was them, Frozen, uh, the... Uh, revival of carousel. It was a it was a weird year. It
1: was that was a massive, massive year of like a lot of really good shows. Like the band's visit Are just like Stella.
2: Maybe so eventually
1: I'll convince you guys to do one on The Band's Visit, because it is such a phenomenal show. Well, I
2: don't know. The, the way these deep dive polls have been going, we keep doing shows that you want to do. Whoa, so, just what
1: can I say? What can I say? <laughs> the people know what they want, and it's me to talk about my favourite shows. <laughs> um, but, like, The Band's Visit was one of the shows that, and it always tends to be, right, so when I do get the chance to go to America, which has been a few times, I'm very fortunate to have, and most of the time, Uh, It has been with my delightful mum, who is probably listening to this right now. Hi, mum. Hi, (laughs) mum. And that was The Band's Visit was a show that my mum picked. And it always tends to be the shows that my mum picks that I'm like, "Eh, sure, all right, why not? We're here, let's do it. That I'm like, I leave and I'm just like, oh, my God,
2: that was so
1: (laughs) beautiful. Like, it's just the music. Just makes you feel so many
2: things. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna straight up cut you off because you're you're, you're deep diving on fans visit.
1: <laughs> so, Mean Girls. We will. <laughs> was this
2: the same year you went and saw Mean Girls as well? Or?
1: It was, but two separate trips because this was the year that I was fortunate enough ah, to go right. twice in one year. The beginning of the year is my kind of uh, graduation from uni. Trip and then I went uh, back in the middle of the year to study at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and that's when I got to see Mean Girls. So obviously, I am the person here that got to physically see Mean Girls. I believe Gareth. Well, to be fair,
2: to be fair, I very nearly, I very nearly saw Mean Girls on my trip to New York. But here's the thing: I was on the West Coast in the airport entering ticket lotteries because I was going to be on the East Coast within about eight hours. But uh, the ticket lottery website I'd applied to, my junk mail filter was too strong. Oh, so no. I woke up the next morning in New York and missed the email to get lottery tickets to see Mean oh, Girls.
1: No. no, that's so sad. Uh, oh no,
2: do not cry for me, Argentina. Because the opinions I'm about to share with you, I am so happy to have watched the slime tutorial and paid nothing. Oh! Oh. Oh,
1: See, I think we're going to, like, as per usual, (laughs) we're going to disagree a lot because I really (laughs) like this show. Although... Oh,
2: look, that's the reason you have me on. I'm here for some lukewarm takes.
1: Although, and obviously... Eliza has not been lucky lucky enough to see it, uh, but she I has, of course, have seen a
0: slime to- tutorial. Oh, have But you? it's well. been so it's been a busy week, guys. Gonna be real, right, right? Honest here, it's been a bit yeah. of a busy week. <laughs> I was gonna do a bit of a re slime tutorial, but I did actually watch it a couple of years ago, and obviously have listened to it a lot since then. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to hear your opinions about different especially different takes seeing it live and Gareth and I have seen it online which is also really different and can kind of give a different opinion but yeah I mean the show itself is really interesting because it hasn't won any Tonys but I would say you know on the band's visit it is still a little bit like the show itself is more popular though so that's an interesting take it might not have won the Tonys yeah but it is more popular in uh, the theatre culture, especially with young people these days, then...
1: I think that I think that is definitely where it... Um, in, in terms of the Tonys, like, don't get me wrong, I do think, in my personal opinion, That Mean Girls is a great show. It's really fun. It's, you know, it's a cult classic show. It's kind of like a little bit like a Legally Blonde, a little bit like a Heathers. It's a cult classic. People are, of course, going to like it, whereas The Band's Visit is more interesting especially being a story that we don't already know so you can't really like you there is obviously a movie that i believe it is based off of um but you can't necessarily it's not a cult classic like me Girls. Yes. i, I yeah. see gareth has his hand up very politely if you don't know this i think it's absolutely hilarious we have a rule <laughs> for deep dives because we all want to talk a lot we have a we got to put our hand up to uh, so that we don't interrupt each other. So it's really funny getting back into this and watching each other like, me, me next. Look, I'm Let nothing if not
2: a polite young man. Oh, well. <laughs> so um, it's funny you make the Legally Blonde comparison because uh, one of the creatives on this, Nell Benjamin, the lyricist, actually wrote all the lyrics for Legally Blonde.
1: No way. I can definitely see that connection. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
2: so if you look at some of these lyrics, you see all these connections. It's It's a very similar thing. Very similarly, the book by Tina Fey, phenomenal. I really enjoy it. It's the music that lets me down. And I think part of the reason is that the show, to me at least, is fun. You've said it yourself. It's fun. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Like, Richmond's composition work is great. He's won a lot of awards for it. Like, all of his stuff for 30 Rock was phenomenal. But it's... uh, Easiest way I can describe this is it's a hodgepodge musical when it comes to style. It doesn't really find its feet. Like, I'd Rather Be Me, it was Mm. the single song. People loved it. People frothed it. Same with World Burn. Mm. That is the kind of music I was hoping the entire show would be, this mid-2000s pop-punk slash musical theatre. But instead, what we got was Raw, what we got was uh, Sexy, the Halloween song.
0: Broadway. And
2: where do you and where do you belong the most egregiously Broadway song I've ever heard given to the overtly yeah. gay character?
1: Yes, but you have to remember that that is exactly what that character is meant to be. And yes, it is a stereotype, but that's exactly what they were trying to make that. I think there's a difference between going Mm. oh let's let's make this this will make this character different and it's like well actually no that's just a that's just a stereotype it is very much meant to be this is a stereotype character but what i want to say about the music is all the most interesting characters get the best songs in my opinion i, I katie is just excuse my language fucking annoying <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't i hate look erica henningson is a beautiful human and i adore her voice but that character just pisses me off to no extent more than the movie like her mm. character i'm like mm. i just get to a point where i'm just like just shut up shut up go home like
2: there's something to be said for the least knowledgeable character in a storyline but katie just fucking annoys me so yeah. much There is so little that she does. There's so little in the way of literal physical consequences. Like, aside from the whole bus thing, I don't think Katie learns much. If anything, she's just like, hey, I'm just going to go back to how I was at the start of the musical.
1: I think that her main learning point is that she learns to be herself. And, you know, that is, you know, a thing. But obviously this was a thing in the early 2000s. It could have used a bit more uh, modern day meaning to it but like that's why I think that like Apex Predator and World Burn and Rather Be Me are so good and so exactly what you want because they're the most and I think even in the movie they're the most interesting diverse characters because Katie you can just look like anyone like you can just look at it as being anyone whereas Regina and Janice are such specific people that You know, you might meet someone who is kind of like Janice or kind of like Regina, but you have never met someone that is those people. And that's what makes it so interesting, I think, to hear their songs and is what makes their songs, like, some of the best parts of the show other than the script, because I have to agree, the book for this show is hilarious. And the ensemble in this show, Jesus Christ, they are insane they're fucking phenomenal
0: I would completely agree I think that the yeah I don't really relate to Katie as much as I thought I would uh I definitely found her sort of annoying but I guess on that music note something that was really interesting I was having a chat with some people at uni today just about the show and and about where it sat and things like that and of course it's based off Heathers and it directly competes in some ways not competes but it sits on that very same storyline and it's really interesting how the movie is kind of more uh catered towards that adult teen and it has it's a bit more naughty than the musical is the musical is definitely toned down and like you said like you thought that thought you'd hear songs like rather be me and things like that because it's supposed to relate to the adult teen audience and that's what they love to hear is is tracks like um, is that kind of pop rock uh, kind of music within the musical, really? Yeah, so th- it, there's definitely this juxtaposition of like where the actual film sat and now what they were trying to, where they were trying to see it and who they were trying to have this musical for mm. with the stage. That's show. exactly
2: the point I was going to make. Who is the show for? That is my main question. And that was my main yeah. reaction watching it. Because mm. number one, You still have the book by Tina Fey. The punchlines aren't landing as firmly Mm -hmm. as they would for a film. Like, we're expecting a certain delivery, and when it's not done a certain way, the effect is lost, I think. Between that and the fact that the show references itself so strongly, it references its source material to almost... An obnoxious degree and also referencing modern world politics like current day stuff social media spread and connotation and how that affects teenage viewpoints and teenage growth so at that point i have to ask who was the musical for was it for fans of Mean Girls? Was it for a new Broadway audience? Was it for Broadway fans in general, with all the musical references that come through with Damien? Like, most mm. of people aren't going to be getting those jokes unless they're theatre yeah. kids to begin with. Was it for modern-day politicists, with the subtle references to election rigging and Russia? Why? I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm getting up in arms, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. No,
0: it, I mean it's still a good musical. Don't get me wrong, but I get what you're coming from. <laughs> what I would love so much.
1: I'm going to try and make this happen. I'm so determined to make this happen. Is someone who and something that we will talk about, whether it be now or later, I don't know, um, is T Boyage. Who, if you don't know who T-Boyich is, T-Boyich is the magnificent human being who was part of Mean Girls from its uh, conception, uh, who did all of the um, workshopping for it as Katie, who is the magnificent person who went on as Janice, a role that she was not meant to cover, with I think it was something like two or three hours notice that she was going on that night to That's play so Janice. Crazy. When Barrett was extremely ill. I believe they hadn't started swing rehearsal or anything. So nobody knew the cover roles yet. Um, So she went on with a couple of hours notice. But because she's been with this show. And she's not not part of the company now obviously. Because it is closed on Broadway. I believe they are uh, currently ramping up. Getting ready to go back on tour. Um, But I would love to talk to her about where this show went. To where it ended up, I think so. I think it'd be so interesting to learn. Did it have yeah. that more adult feel to it? Cause I definitely didn't feel like I was watching a kids' show. Like no, I will no. admit, I went and saw SpongeBob on Broadway, and I felt very like there were moments where I was like, "Oh my god, this is so adult," but it's a kids' show, right? I had the mindset of I'm watching a kids' show. I'm surrounded by children, but this isn't a kids' show. But it kind of feels like it is. Whereas I didn't, I didn't feel. Like, it was, a, like, a young show, but I also, it didn't quite sit at the point where I would have liked it to. I did feel, and I feel like we've spoken about this in regards to Heathers, not that we've done a deep dive of Heathers, they're trying to be each other a little bit. They're trying yeah. to, like, I feel yeah. like Heathers is trying yeah. to be Mean Girls, um, in that some productions of it feel very Mean Girls. And then there are some productions of, like, Mean Girls has moments where it kind of feels like it's trying to be Heather's. It feels like, to me, and not in a detrimental way, but also not in the best way, a fan service. It does. It feels like, hey, remember this line from the movie? Here it is in the musical. Which isn't bad when you're doing a movie adaptation into a musical. Because, you know, you're playing to a certain audience. You're playing to an audience that loves Mean Girls and loves... Uh, early 2000s rom-coms and early 2000 coming of age stories that's what you're playing to therefore of course you're going to go with that but it's to what extent either side do you go to I feel like it could have had a little bit less and it could have had a little bit more of that edge to it that you get from Rather Be Me and World Burn because Jesus Christ World Burn is those songs really like oh the whole show could have had just a the tiniest bit more of
0: that i think it can be a bit hard though with <laughs> mean girls and with having heathers and mean girls very similarly based from the same mm. material but i think that also you have this trope of a mm. high of high school that is just this american trope that is throughout all of it so it's, it is really hard to kind of differentiate <laughs> differentiate those two from each other. Yes, I'm like, I've got to do good voice work. <laughs> Gareth's in the house.
2: you not voice on Instagram. Thank you.
0: <laughs> anyway, it is a very, I think it's a really tough line mm. for, and it would have been a tough line for them to know whether we lean into this or don't. But the thing is that Heather's is popular for a reason. And if, and I think that they use mm-hmm. some of those things within their own show, the reveal, the things like that, that are really similar, you know, the use of lunch trays. There's only so many things you can do with a cafeteria, yeah. if you think about it. So the use of the lunch trays. I feel know. like it's right to kind
1: of do that in a sense, because you also know, right, it's that line yeah. that you're constantly towing of um, going, mm, what's going to make us money? what's going to get people in the seats and what's going to make. And it's such a hard, it is such a hard line because I can understand both sides of it. I can understand as someone who is currently writing their own play in their own cabaret going, Oh, but I really want to say this. Oh, but if I do this, will that make people more interested? You know, it's, it's such a hard line of going, this is what I want to do versus this is what's going to get people in the seats and finding the happy medium. And is there a happy medium?
2: So, uh, the lunch trays was mentioned. So that brings me on to a delightful point. This is some of the most Casey Nicolaw ass choreography that I've ever fucking seen Mm. in my life. Like (laughs) this is him going, cool. What's all the camp stuff. I didn't put in Aladdin. Let's find a place for it here. And then eventually put it in the prom. yeah yeah, accurate (laughs) accurate like my god the similarities anytime i see him doing that delightful jazz hands-esque choreography of just arms lines legs kicks spins i'm on the floor now like yep Congratulations, Casey, you've done it again. I love your work so much, but it's so obvious it's your work. Just sign your name on the dotted line, my dude. Here's your money. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think that's oh. so funny because um I actually really I know that you probably I think it's not your favorite song, Where Do We Belong?
2: What gave that what gave you that impression, Eliza?
0: I know. What gave that impression? But I actually genuinely, really enjoyed it. I really oh, enjoyed the choreography, and I thought it was so it kind of strangely brought that Broadway right that's kind of weird for this show. but it really brought that the the tone of whether where the the movie sits when they're like, ooh. And they're like, and and they're going through the. This is where the plastics sit and all this stuff. It kind of brought a Broadway version of that, and I kind of dug it. I know that it might be. I disagree,
2: but I'm gonna let you have it.
0: (laughs) Thank you, thank Mm. you, thank you. (laughs) I
1: agree, but I also wish that what they did with Apex Predator, I would have liked much more of a combination of what they already did with Where Where Do You Belong. And what they did with Apex Predator of bringing because yeah. that's one of the bits that Ooh. I always and people always remember. I think from Mean Girls is those um, predatory moments where she's relaying it back to her life in Kenya, which yeah. I feel like we yes. don't actually get a lot of in the musical. Like it's only it's only ever mentioned very strictly, as in like, um, Raw, uh, Raw, yeah, What's Raw. It roars. Yep. It roars. Not raw. It roars. Thank I'm, you. I'm
2: calling it raw because that's how it made me feel.
1: Roar is a Katy Perry song. Um.
2: So, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna sidebar. I'm gonna sidebar on it roars for a second. Why did it have a reprise less than a minute after it finished?
0: The applause. Apparently, no.
2: Like you don't need to reprise a song less than a minute after the first version finishes.
1: I don't remember. Uh, that happening so that is my response to that
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) well just you wait uh, then just you wait Uh, the (laughs) reprises in this show are so egregious like that half of the soundtrack are just other versions of songs that have already happened
1: yes but there is there are some of them that i quite enjoy like the one that i do really like that is a reprise sorry a reprise sorry i must say it
2: like that. potato potato um
1: uh, is, um my gosh, it's the song that Gretchen sings and then Regina's mum sings it. Oh, yeah, What's
2: Wrong With Me? Yes,
1: and then Regina's mum also sings it and I love that so much because it's like, you know, a 17-year-old kid versus, like, a 40-year-old mum who is like, why doesn't my daughter love me? And it, I just find it hilarious.
2: See, I, l- I like the poeticism of it. I like the poeticism yeah. of those two sharing that song. I think it's a dumb song. And I think that Ashley Park made a meal out of that dog's breakfast. I really don't like it.
1: I think what I love about some of the songs, and I think the way that I look at them, is that they're a nice... A nice. I don't know. I don't know if nice is the right word. Uh, is there a great, like... Um, you know, you do think of um snl and um excuse me my love can you come and lay down please this is not the time
2: Got children and animals Hi. ladies and gentlemen for those who view you are playing at home tori has a small white dog named piper who likes to occasionally interrupt recording sessions this is an inadvertent paying of the pet tax
1: i now have um a guest piper you're going to be able to hear the licking on the microphone
2: oh good asmr really? we love that Really? It's a new addition okay. to the podcast. Moving, oh my gosh. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay, so friends, we've been chatting for a while. We're getting a bit heated. How's about we redirect some of that heat mm-hmm. into the latest of the Stage Door mm-hmm. podcast games?
1: Okay. Oh, this Oh, Ladies, <laughs>
2: you are in for an absolute <laughs> treat this time around.
0: Okay, I'm ready.
2: I've cooked up something for you both that you're going to enjoy. Given our protagonist's proclivities towards numeracy and mathematics this is a numbers game oh,
1: absolutely not yeah, No. no. Ah, absolutely. it's okay i'm not
2: going to be doing addition or multiplication it is a multiple choice questionnaire all the answers are oh, numbers this isn't going to
0: be any better
2: all the answers are numbers oh
0: my god this is amazing gareth <laughs> Yep.
2: Yeah, get ready because i wrote this Um, For those who don't know my personal life, I'm just recovering from COVID. I wrote this in a complete fever dream while recovering this morning and watching Mean Girls. So good luck, everybody. I'm keen. All right, let's
0: do this. Let's do it.
2: Okay, we're going to be going one at a time. So I will start with Tori. Tori, the first question is for you. Yes. How many people was Regina supposedly allowed at her birthday party? Nine, ten, six or twelve.
1: I'm going to assume that this is the birthday party.
2: That's 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 correct.
1: <laughs> the Piper. the birthday party that Janice uh, was not allowed to attend. That's correct. Um, I'm going to go with. So I feel like it has to be like a slightly odd number. I I feel like it's either nine or six. What do you think? Nine din, or six?
2: Din, 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 din.
1: Um, I think we'll go with.
2: Nine. It was six. Your gut instinct was correct.
1: God damn it. <laughs> Parker, I said six. Dogs can't Seriously? count, Tori. You <laughs> <Trade> me.
2: <laughs> okay. Eliza. All right, I'm going to be just as unfair with this question. Oh, goodness. How many reprises are in the show? Is it four, seven, <laughs> nine, or five?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I wish this was now a mathematical game. <laughs> okay, so obviously we have the first. Um, uh, I feel like maybe Stupid with Love has a reprise. I know, I feel right? Like they all have repri- reprises. Well, there's definitely two that I know for sure. Okay, I'm like, does where we, do we belong? Does it do its own? This is, oh, I should have watched it last night. Um, okay. I'm going to guess four. Uh, Really? There are
2: seven different reprises in this show. Eight, (laughs) if you count the version of Where Do We Belong at the end of Meet the Plastics. It's egregious and it makes me so angry.
0: I I, sw- I knew there was an extra. Weird where do we belong? Yeah, one. but
2: you're correct. You you got that. Like you guys need to trust your instincts more. Either that know, or not let me really do the need games to trust anymore. Our
0: <laughs> Is there really that many? Wow. Yep.
2: Okay. Uh, Tori. Ah. Okay. Uh. In Fearless, how many times does Karen wrap her ribbon around herself in her dance? Is it four, three? Six or five.
1: <laughs> I would like to preface with I haven't seen this since 2018.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. To be fair, I I, I gave you all a link to this I video. Know, Actually, really as a matter of fact,
1: you did not give me a link.
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You might want to check your audio, Tori. I'm hearing some tiny violins playing behind you.
1: I'm going to go with three.
2: And four. Oh,
1: you know what? Go! Good jump in front of a bus.
2: Okay, I've been very kind with my last few games. It's not my fault that I've now given you a challenge because you're so intelligent. Okay, uh. All right, Eliza. During whose house is yeah. this? How many shots does Katie do? Is it five, four, oh. three, or seven? Ooh, Tori's raised a okay. hand for the steal.
1: Maybe. I could be no, incredibly may
0: incorrect, though. You may not steal. Well, if you right. get it
2: wrong, it I can steal. Four, okay. three or seven? Okay. Um, five? <laughs> Tori, coming in with a steal. I'm
1: probably, no. I'm like 95% sure I'm wrong. Three.
2: You're wrong! It's four!
1: Why did you do lots of four <laughs> in a row, you piece of poo?
2: Because I'm cruel. There is one final question I have prepared. Okay. And it is not multiple choice, but there is a definite answer. Okay.
1: I feel like I know what this question is. And it is
2: a bit of a trick question. What is the limit of the times Gareth wished he was doing literally anything? Let me finish. (laughs) What is the limit of the times Gareth wished he was doing literally anything else while he was watching the second act of this musical?
0: Eliza! The limit does not exist!
2: (laughs) Yeah, (gasps) Eliza buzzed in.
0: Um, is it? the limit does not exist
2: <laughs> i'm giving it to eliza i'm sorry we have pre-established Buzzian rules
1: you didn't say the rules therefore how would i know it is a new season it is a I'm new i'm sorry new have you I listened mean- to
2: any episode of this podcast you've been doing this for 3 seasons now
0: yes but we always reinstate it so that everybody has an equal i feel like you should know the rules by now um, I am now the crowned winner of both Tori and I yeah, not I'm,
2: I'm giving it to Eliza, if only because it's making you so angry.
0: Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm Tori, we got none of them right. Neither of us other. Eliza,
2: <laughs> are we the mean yeah. girls? We're bullying her and wearing matching outfits.
1: I think we are. I, did, I didn't get the stripe memo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, thank you for oh. playing this delightful mathematical version of the mid-show game. And I... I am not sorry. (laughs) You know,
0: um, I'm just looking at our document right now, and I love this, guys. This is what Gareth wrote, and I just (laughs) want to read it for the public because I think it's amazing. Fucking dog puppet. I love him. Dot, dot, dot. I no longer love the dog puppet. Please explain your thoughts, Gareth, because that's bloody (laughs) brilliant. Okay,
2: so it's good. Uh, Regina's mum comes in. She's got the small dog in the movie in this version. It is... A literal hand puppet. And I was like, "Oh shit, we're yes. going full muppets. I adore this. It cuts out the working with animals thing. He's just there having the best time being a puppet, and then all of a sudden, the dog starts eating the actor's breasts. <laughs> it's like, "You're that's... doing that to yourself on a stage. I
1: mean, that's what happens. I know in the it's movie. a reference
2: to the movie. I know it's a reference to the movie, but it's so egregious. And upsetting to me because I'm just like, oh, we're getting a Muppet. I half expected it to start singing Rainbow Connection. That's the mindset I'm in right now. It was like, oh, no, the dog's a pervert.
0: If that's the only thing you've got against the Muppet.
2: (laughs) I forgot the dog was a pervert.
0: Yeah, I know. It's kind of that that thing in the movie that sticks out in my head. I remember watching it when when I was like oh my oh gosh God. so young and it being so raunchy that the dog's doing that i was like oh, mom look at the dog so i am kind of glad yeah. the puppet's there i think it's hilarious i'm all for the puppet
2: like uh, t- to be fair the rest of my notes are just as much of a fever dream
1: but i mean look let's give it a bit of let's give it a bit of a uh, 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 of spice of spice let's talk casting now, I don't know if you guys have seen the oh, okay. any of the celebrity castings that they did. Oh, I like this. Uh, so they, at one point, had Sabrina Carpenter True. as Katie Heron. They also had... Um, Cameron Dallas. Cameron Dallas, that one, as... Um, and there is the most hilarious video that I have seen of Cameron Dallas with um, Renee... Renee Rapp? Renee Rapp as Regina where she's singing um someone gets hurt and cameron dallas just doesn't sing he's meant to be singing and he is so just like i mean to be fair i mean when renee rap is there singing at you i would also just be like completely dumbstruck and he's just like looking at her like Mm -hmm. so in love and renee is very clearly like
0: I'm pretty sure though, Well, I
1: guess I'll just hold this.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure that what happened though, is that it got taken out because he I think, okay, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure from what people have said is that it got taken out because he couldn't sing it. So it was not good.
1: Oh, but that's so easy. yeah, it's I, not I don't even know, like the hardest song that he's I don't
0: I think it was actually a choice. I don't think that he forgot it. I think that it was a choice because. Yeah, I mean, I would have been really interested to see what his performance like was with the rest of it. Because the only thing that we see of his performance really on TikTok, because it went viral on TikTok, is that clip of Renee walking around him and giving him the eyes. And he totally has the looks down to be an Aaron. And he has a lot of things going for him. He's obviously an actor, so I'm sure he did well in that aspect well is he, is he an actor I don't know is he an actor I don't know but we we haven't seen the whole or is he just attractive? Well, yeah, you know Yes. You what
1: know. I, look I, we don't condone we don't condone bootlegging and stuff we we are doing it for research purposes only uh I will say actually no I'll come back to this remind me at some point to come back to the insane fan base of this show because they are scary. <laughs> Seriously, I have a massive... Oh,
2: God, no. I'm going to
1: talk about it now, then, I guess. I have a massive issue with... Oh,
2: oh, God, Tori's on the soapbox.
1: Stage, you know, stage dooring. We've spoken about this many times. You wait, at the very least, until people have bowed and have exited the stage. If you were a good person and a polite person, you wait until the band finishes. You clap for the band, then you slowly make your way down to stage door, if that's what you wish to do. These people Jesus Christ they hadn't even bowed and they were climbing over me climbing over seats trying to get no. out to stage door and when I got to stage door I kind of just stood and was like you know what if I can get in there great if I can't well I can't get in there that's you know it is what it is whoever knows
2: are you sure they weren't climbing over you in seats just to get out <laughs> Because they didn't enjoy the show.
1: (laughs) Not everybody shares your senile opinions. I love the show when okay
2: (laughs) hurtful
1: when especially. I've been
2: very kind and courteous about a lot of musicals on this podcast, (laughs) and the one time I come in with a strong opinion, I get shouted down. (laughs) This is democracy manifest.
1: When so, I think one of the massive things with this show and. The show itself is, for me, I think, good. Uh, I wouldn't say it's anything revolutionary. It hasn't done anything crazy (laughs) for theatre. It's good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Similarly to when I went and saw 9 to 5 the other night. I loved it. It was so much fun. It wasn't anything that made me go, oh my god, this will change the face of music theatre forever. But it was fun, it was an enjoyable show to sit there and watch, you Good know. Point. Um, and there's always gonna be shows like that that don't make you physically sit there throughout the entire two hours going, oh my god, and like thinking about the world and thinking about reality. But as soon as these people saw Barrett, Wilbert Lee, oh because I was fortunate enough to see the full original cast.
2: The Queen! Yes,
1: Love her. she is amazing, but dear God, I felt like I was gonna be crushed by the girls on either side of me. When Barrett came on, because Jesus, oh my god, they like the screams. And yeah, I mean, I screamed. Valid. Of course I screamed. It's Barrett fucking Wilbert Weed. Yeah. But I <laughs> did not expect to have that much next to me. And so when I got down to Stage Door, and I am very much aware that Barrett Wilbert Weed does not do Stage Door, she just doesn't. And sure, that is not required. It,
2: I, I think, appa- yeah, apparently, with yeah, good definitely. reason. Yes.
1: Look, there are many, many, a many, a many a rumor as to why she does it. And at the end of the day, you don't ever have to. And therefore, to me, there doesn't need to be a reason. I was just kind of like, she doesn't do stage door cool. I then therefore I'm not going to expect her to. The anger. The anger people had after everyone had come out and done stage no, door because are
2: you kidding Yes, me? this
1: is the thing. Obviously, in Australia, we don't really stage door. Not I mean, you lot. can, but it's if you do, it's very yeah, you, chill. You can, but it's it's just like a oh hey, I just saw you in that show. You did great. Can we get a pic? It's yeah, not hundreds of that's people the waiting. The equivalent. It is literally like ten people deep, trying to get photos, get signatures all kinds of things. Um, I am very much went into stage during as like, if, if you want to take a photo with me, uh, thank you so much. If you don't, that is okay. If you don't even want to come near me, that's also okay. The fact that you're doing this is a bonus. I did not pay for this. Uh, you are not being paid to do this. You are under no obligation to be here. But oh my god, some shows I went to, some shows super chill, super like Comfy people kind of just, like, hung around, waited, chatted with each other. And if they got to see someone, great. If they didn't, oh, well. This was, like, people... Yeah, it sounds like
2: Mean Girls was not one of those shows. No.
1: It was, like, mildly upsetting that, you know, Ashley Park came out. Yes. Um, uh, Erica Henningson came out. Um, what is... I can never remember her name. She plays Karen. Well, she originated Karen. Um, yeah. and she actually oh, yeah. came up and made an announcement saying, so pretty much I follow her on social media and I'd been watching all day because she was in LA filming something and she had been trying to get home all day to do the show and her flights were delayed and canceled and delayed and canceled. She apparently like got into JFK about an hour before the show started and then made it and did the oh, show. Wow. So she very much said... She came out and said, I will sign autographs. I won't be doing pictures or anything. I just, I really just want to get home. And I was like, fair. If that was me, I would have just gone home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Therefore, you don't even need to, period, you don't ever need to be here. But if you really want to, that's totally fair. People were like grumbling and still trying to get photos. And I was like, oh, oh my God. That is
2: entitlement at the highest 100%. degree. Yeah,
1: I will say the fans are crazy. They are.
2: Yeah, and I feel I feel like this kind of show, targeting this kind of demographic, mm. seems to attract a lot of the more, uh, I don't want to say militant yeah. theatre kids, but l- look at shows like this, look at shows like Heather's, mm-hmm. look at shows like, even Beetlejuice, to an extent, has a huge social media following with kids like this, and... It's that level of entitlement. I'm not saying that you're not allowed to like people or want to like take photos with them or get their signature. Obviously, that is allowed and recommended and encouraged because, you know, they've done good work. But the minute you start getting pushy about it and upset at the fact an actor just isn't able to give more than their character that night, then you become a problem.
1: Yeah, it's like... It's that thing that we've always spoken on and I've always spoken on because I experienced it. Um, I won't lie. I did do the thing of uh, for one of, the, one of the first times, did do the thing of leaving when they were bowing uh, because I had never staged stored. And I went, oh, clearly this is what everybody does. And seriously, the moment that I stepped outside, I just went, oh, I hate doing that. I hated leaving. Yeah. I really didn't like that. It didn't... It's
2: not a good experience.
1: Unless, of course, you're leaving because you're like, wow, I hated that so much. Then I mean, power to you.
2: (laughs) If you hate it that much, you leave at interval.
1: Yeah, but I was like, I felt so, like, icky. I was like, that's not nice. That's not a very nice thing to do. Decidedly. Anyway, (laughs) moving on from that and talking about the casting, which is what I started off talking about, is... Thoughts on casting. And I would love to know your favourite songs.
2: I mean, I have zero thoughts on casting because you mentioned the word senile earlier and (laughs) I do have to lean into that a bit. I didn't pay any attention to the celebrity casting in this Hmm. production because I had no idea who the fuck any of them were. Oh,
0: 100%. I think they've only really um, become big because of the show. But, I mean, one of my favourite favorite castings from this is Renee Rapp. I mean, she wasn't the original, Mm. obviously, but she has gone so far. Like, I remember watching the Jimmy Awards. I always love watching the Jimmy Awards. Who doesn't? Theater kids out there watching the Jimmy Awards. And she literally was in the Jimmy Awards in one year, like, graduating high school and then straight into Mean Girls. And I just think that... And she is so talented that you go how do you not Mm. have like formal after school training and be that intelligent and that well-rounded at such a young age but she has really taken it quite far because it's very rare to have someone out of high school I mean she wasn't the only one that year from the Jimmy Awards um there was do you guys remember his name he went to Dear Evan Hansen I I do know who you're talking about yes anyway oh yeah my dad someone out there (laughs) yeah
1: Like, I wasn't so much talking about the celebrity casting, although, because I, I wouldn't even say Renee Rapp is a celebrity casting. She's not. I would not. say she's a legitimate casting No, she's choice. a legitimate
0: one. I just mean, I love her.
1: Um, but I do <laughs> wish that they did more of that casting, you know, closer to the age. Although, that being said, I would still like to yes, be cast in that show, and I'm very much not that age. Well, it
0: is really interesting, because the only real, like, think about the original, the only real kind of that... I can think of from my perspective that was a big theatre name or someone that was famous is is literally Barrett Wibbleweed. That's the only person in the cast that was really well known. But even then, she was a theatre performer. Well... Other than Tina Fey.
1: But then you also (laughs) look at um, uh, Taylor Louderman, who originated uh, in Bring It On, Yeah, originated the role of um, What's Her Face... Um, yeah, um <laughs> but, you know, Campbell. Had on you. Campbell.
0: Um, there we Campbell. go.
1: Yes. And um Ashley Park. Yeah. who had done a lot.
0: Ashley Park's done a lot for sure, but I think it's that level. Do you know what I mean like that next 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 yeah. level of like people that even don't do theater or something would know your name and they've only done a couple of that. Which is good.
1: I feel like they had only just started doing their, you know, kind of like a little bit like a waitress. they had only just really started doing their celebrity castings before COVID. Yeah, Yeah.
2: that was the case.
1: Yeah, you've got to get to a place with the show comfortably. Again, like Waitress, where they've had a long amount of time with a stable cast before they then start going, ooh, let's put in Sarah Morales and let's put in so on and so forth, you know, where we can now feel comfortable. I feel like they'd only just gotten to that point because they had Cameron Dallas they had Sabrina Carpenter, and then the show closed. Yeah. Um, Very and yeah. sadly, never to reopen. Um, unlike some shows, like Beetlejuice, who has been absolutely resurrected and opens again in like a month or two. That's crazy. Thanks
2: to social media. I think it's great. If any show was going to come back from the dead, it would yes. be goddamn Beetlejuice. <laughs> Good I job.
1: love that show very much, and I'm sure we will do a deep dive on it. I feel like it's one of the ones that is always kind of close to the top. Um, it just doesn't quite Yeah,
2: Different strokes for different folks is the way I like mm-hmm. to view it. Like, Mean Girls has always stayed in the cultural mm. zeitgeist. Like, how many other people will know the quote, on Wednesdays totally. we wear pink, or you can't sit with us, or stop trying to make fetch happen. Or she doesn't even go here. Like the number of times I use that quote. Like, it's very regular.
0: You go, Glen Coco.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. You you go, Glen Coco. That, that is so much now within the cultural consciousness that, you know, full credit to Mean Girls. They do very well for themselves. Did I think the musical was good? Not necessarily. Do I think it's fun? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, that, I think, is the thing. I think away.
0: that for audiences, though, watching it, they enjoy it. It's a good show. It's got some really cool singing in it. It's got, you know, it shows off the chops of those performers like nothing else. And it kind of just gives you this beautiful nostalgia feeling, which is like nothing else. And I think that's why it's so popularized, yeah. because people loved Mean Girls. They loved to, like, reference the old. And now mm-hmm. the 2000s is old. Like, can you believe that? God, I felt like that was yesterday
2: welcome to my aging world
0: yeah aging and like that that love of of the show is what brings everyone back and why it did well for as long as it did
1: yeah i think it definitely and it did do well because you know it is mean girls it's no revolution of a show it is fun it's entertaining and you know it's a good show that you sit for and you watch for two two and a half hours and then you're like cool I'm going to go get pizza now, you
2: know? Yep, you're told, don't be a mean girl, and you go off into the world. And that, I think, is something we can all take away from tonight's deep dive. I felt very mean about this show because I got so impassioned about it. I'm terribly sorry. I
0: think, like, this show is not... It's designed to feel good. You're designed... There is Mm -hmm. is musical theatre that is designed to make you sob and then go out and really question every life choice you've ever made and about the universe and all this stuff. And then there are shows like Mean Girls that you walk out and you go, That was good. I really enjoyed it. That was a good two and a half hours of fun and flair and production numbers and great singing. And you leave and you go, like you said, you just you're able to go feeling good and you and you go about your the rest of your day just feeling that little bit of extra oomph. And that's what the, it's designed. A little pep in your step. I think that's what it's designed for yeah. really.
2: Well, I mean, if this is the impact that if this is the impact that Mean Girls has had on the world, then I'm happy to let it go and I'm happy to let that be the ending point. Yep. It's had its impact on all of us.
1: At the end of the day, it's a fun show and it has its flaws, as do most shows. It's definitely not a son time. No. Um but it's it's definitely not a mamma mia either. Yes, it sits in a nice happy medium. <laughs> oh. I think.
2: Oh my god, that is the perfect spectrum.
1: But I think we've absolutely chatted the the ears off of our listeners. <laughs> I think um, so. I honestly don't even remember half of what we were talking about.
0: But here we are. Oh my
2: god, this was a ride! And thank you once again, Stage Door Podcast, for having me along. Oh, for Oh,
0: we it. love having you, Gareth. Oh, always, always. always.
1: And uh, we we will uh, once this episode goes live, uh, we will chuck up another poll for what the next deep dive will be. I think I've I've listed listed down a couple that we uh, might possibly do things like Beetlejuice, Grease, Heather's. Uh, now that we've mentioned it, uh, bring it on!
0: Ooh, uh, but that'd who be knows? Spicy. We'll <laughs> I've seen that one. We'll uh, we'll put it out to you guys. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and keep tuning in to all of the deep dives we do here. Thank you again, Gareth, so much for coming on. We love having you. We love the spicy opinions. Um, obviously, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it too, but let us know your opinions. If you disagree, Like, let's have the conversation. But until then, stay happy, healthy, and safe, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.